Welcome to Book Chatter, a monthly book club podcast presented by the Longmont Public Library. I'm Barb, your host for this episode, and with me are Devin Hello. and Josie Hi. to discuss our latest pick, Nobody's Victim, Fighting Psychos, Stalkers, Pervs, and Trolls by Carrie Goldberg. And we've also invited Colorado author Kaya Anderson to join our conversation by phone interview. She's the author of Trial by Fire, A Personal Journey of Consciousness, Power, and Freedom. It's a gripping account of her experiences as the target of a mentally ill stalker, as well as an inspiring chronicle of her journey towards self-discovery and healing. And spoiler alert, once again today we'll be discussing Nobody's Victim in its entirety. So if you haven't read it yet, you might want to come back to this episode when you've done so. Also, we want to let you know that Nobody's Victim includes frank discussion of sexual violence. And our conversation today could bring up topics or incidents which may be disturbing for someone to listen to. That said, let's begin with a bit about the author and her book. Carrie Goldberg is a victim's rights lawyer in Brooklyn, litigating nationally for targets of online harassment, stalking, and sexual assault. Before becoming a lawyer, Carrie spent five years working for Nazi victims, and prior to starting her firm in 2014, she was a lawyer at the Vera Institute of Justice in New York City. She's been profiled in The New Yorker, The Times of London, Glamour, Jezebel, and The New York Post and has written op-eds for The Washington Post and Huffington Post. Her major litigations include Herrick v. Grinder, Anonymous v. the New York City Department of Education, and Jane Doe 1-14 through v. GirlsDoPorn.com et al. The New York Times Book Review says of her book, A memoir doubling as a rallying cry for privacy justice. Goldberg chronicles in Nobody's Victim her battle for justice in a tone that is both take-no-prisoners and warmly gregarious. The cases she narrates are gut-wrenching, and her conversational approach lightens what could otherwise be an unbearably heavy load. It also makes accessible the complicated legal history leading to our current moment. Okay, so let's start with some initial impressions on Nobody's Victim. Uh, Josie, would you like to start off for us? I would like to start because I have a feeling you guys are going to like, if you went first, I wouldn't have anything to say. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We may have some repeats then. Yes. Yes. That's okay. You could just say, I agree with Josie. Um, So I'm going to give this four stars and... um, Mostly, it gets the four-star review for me because it made me want to research this more. It made me want to know mm-hmm. more. It made me want to learn more. I I did more sort of background and and searching and researching on this podcast than I have on any of the others mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I just I wanted to know more about this topic. So yeah. that inspired me to to learn more. So that's why I give it a four. Um, it was very hard to read, mm-hmm. uh, very upsetting, horrible stories. I think she did a good job of, of not making them too complex mm-hmm. um, as a lawyer could. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But I, while I understand and appreciate her fury, I, hmm, it was a little, 
I, I didn't appreciate all the name calling, I guess. I don't, mm, I didn't mm-hmm. feel that that was terribly necessary. I mean, that's just her style. Yeah. But, uh, so that, that's why I gave it a, a four stars. So anything yeah. to add? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I agree with Josie, um, uh-huh. which is funny because I'm the one that chose this book for this podcast and I'm going to give it not as many stars as Josie. Um, mm. I'm going to give it a three and a quarter stars, so almost, but not quite. <laughs> a quarter um, star. Yes. <laughs> Chop the leg off. For the first time on our podcast. <laughs> so, um, like Josie said, um, the information was horrible, but it was presented in, a, in the way that I prefer. I like the personal stories written in kind of a narrative fashion, not yes. too complex. I appreciated not having a lot of legalese. Mm-hmm. That was a good point. Um, and then she presents information and facts related to those stories. And I, mm-hmm. I really like that format the best because it reads, I don't want to say like a fiction book, but it reads just like a narrative story. Yeah. And then you have information because mm-hmm. I like to you know, also mm-hmm. learn things too. Um, you know, the subject matter is disturbing. Infuriating and terrifying and rage inducing. And I can feel that boiling inside of me more than any of our other books that I've read. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But I really enjoyed it. And that really sounds bad because it's weird enjoying a book about such a terrible topic. Mm. But Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it the same way I kind of like enjoy World War II movies or Mm. books or, Mm -hmm. you know, autobiographies of people who have overcome some kind of struggle. Um, Obviously, the topic matter was not enjoyable, but. I liked the way that she presented it. Just the stories sucked me in. Um, and it was I, riveting. Yeah. It was. Oh, and they God, were horrible yes. stories. But <laughs> I understand the anger, you know. Um, but I didn't give it five stars because, like Josie said, there's a lot of name calling. There's a lot of, I don't know, talking down to criminals doesn't sound like it's a bad thing. But it <laughs> no. came off as kind of like. Uh, a little juvenile. Yeah. 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 yeah great mm-hmm. word. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That's my that's my review. Yeah, and I and I uh, sorry, Barb, but no worries. When you read that New York Times review, you know it said uh, she they called it a memoir, and yeah, I have it written in my notes. Sometimes veers into memoir, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I couldn't figure out what this book was. Mm. You know, yes, it Genre was about was, her yes. life, mm-hmm. um, and those were interesting parts. You know, she's God brave courageous woman yeah she bears her soul in she, does, she does she does really and she does. she's not afraid to take on difficult things um but yeah sometimes i i wasn't sure what i don't know i guess it was a legal memoir i don't know <laughs> yeah i don't know what genre yeah, that would this be. is hard to categorize and yeah i i i feel the same way it was definitely um gut-wrenching it was uh it was about her life and about the the horrible events in her own life that uh, you know pushed her to the brink, and also gave her resolve at the same time, which is you know transformational. Mm-hmm. She she took mm-hmm. something that pushed her to the brink of considering suicide, yeah, and and turned it around. She gave herself a year. She said in the in the book mm-hmm. to uh, you know turn her life around, and she did. I mean, she found she found the rallying cry. She found. Her purpose. Her purpose, right. She became the lawyer that mm-hmm. she wished she'd had at yeah. the very depths of the, the when she hit bottom. Mm-hmm. She really needed somebody for her, and and there was nobody like the, la- the lawyer yeah. she's become. She and so became the person she needed. She Absolutely, and, and that is remarkable. Mm-hmm. And and so for that reason, I, I think I'm going to go with like 3.5 stars. I'll cut the, the, the difference <laughs> between you two because, yeah, for the same reasons, if if you if you think you're hearing the same review three times, you are, folks. We all kind <laughs> of had a mixed reaction to this book because it is. Uh, 
she goes right to the point. She nails her points. She is obviously uh, furious Mm -hmm. about what's happened to herself and her clients, and she's going to change the world. I mean, just just give her a place to stand, and she's going to move the whole planet. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And and kudos to her. I I I I admire that. But yeah, the the you know the f bombs, s bombs, a bombs, whatever bombs throughout the text were off putting. And and like I mentioned before, it was you know to me it it kind of took away from the message a little bit. I agree. That's that's why the three point five. But anyway, but I do wonder. Sorry, I do wonder if. If that's kind of the way she talks with her clients. Could be. You know, this isn't an, an asshole. This is a, you know, uh-huh. we have these terms for these these people who do these things. And mm-hmm. maybe those clients need. I, I think you're right. I think that's they a need great that, point. that backup. That, that space for anger. I am on your side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're going to fight mm-hmm. this we enemy pissed. together. We are going to get this yeah. Yes. She's and equipping of, warriors. Right. Instead you know, of calling them it. the criminal or the defendant or yeah. the accused. Right. She's getting real personal. Or your ex-boyfriend. Like, yeah. Or, yeah. Whoever it was. Yeah. So that might be just a way that she. Maybe a tool. A psychological tool to yeah. help mm-hmm. her client. Well, that's I don't a good know. point. Yeah. But it was in a book. Anyways. what? <laughs> did you guys read it in print or audiobook or how did you consume print. it? I read it in print. Yeah, I did ebook and audiobook. And she oh, narrates it and her voice is lovely. Oh. But I would recommend it as a print book. Okay. Um yeah, she I mean she's she's her voice is nice, but she mm-hmm. just kind of does weird things with her sentences, kind of uh, maybe because yeah, she's a lawyer. Yeah, she's not a professional no. <laughs> reader of books. Well, uh, let's jump on to the uh, discussion questions for uh, nobody's into this. All right, and a shout out before we start to OprahDaily.com for their great prompts for nonfiction books. They stole it from Oprah. Thanks, Oprah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Number one, did this book make you want to explore the subject matter more? Well, we already started with an answer, Josie, for yeah. that one. And I would concur with you that this this book drove me to, I, I had to know more. Yeah. I had to know more about the uh, Communications Decency Act, for example, that she talks about that ought to be uh, struck down. And for, for the folks that are listening we'll here, it's, it's, yeah. it, communi- Communications Decency Act, uh, Section 230, is the section of law that, that basically gives uh, social media companies and others who allow people to post on their sites uh, it gives them a pass, basically. If if you uh, post something that's libelous, that's um, a, a slanderous uh, statement against someone or a company, the uh, folks who let you post it there uh, cannot be held responsible for your bad acting. And uh, this Section 230 of the CDA is what also gives the stalkers, the pervs, the trolls, <laughs> and the psychos <laughs> a free pass to use the Internet as a, as a weapon against uh, people, uh, to, to victimize people. Mm-hmm. And this is what she's adamant about, has to change, and I agree with her 100%. So, yeah, I wanted to go in particularly and find out more about the CDA, where it came from, mm-hmm. And that's Section 230. Why did everything else about that law was struck down as illegal a year after it, it was brought into law? The Supreme Court struck it down, but they, for some reason, uh, they hung on to that one little section. And, you know, to the folks in, in uh, you know, uh, 
who are pushing the idea of the freedom on the internet is what makes it the the marvelous thing that it is. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have Twitter, Facebook, uh, and and Instagram and all those other wonderful things out there if it weren't for that Section 230 of the, the CDA. Mm-hmm. Now, there may be people who disagree with that, and she certainly does mm-hmm. uh, disagree with that, that um, it, it had a totally unintended consequence yeah. from its its uh, initial Because they figured enactment. that, yeah, that the companies would... Self-police. <laughs> self-police. Yeah, yeah that they'd actually kind of knock uh, things off uh, the internet that were posted on their sites that were offensive or uh, libelous or... or There's, uh, too true. Yeah. There's too many. It's just too many now. There's just too many, yeah. 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 I mean, and everybody mm-hmm. has access to the internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and with millions of things being posted probably hourly, I don't even know yes. the scope of the net. But uh, there, there's not really uh, a decently feasible way. And so the companies just throw up their hands. Yeah. And, and and it's continuing to be like the Wild West out there. It really is. So from, from my research, too, yes. um, they've tried to do certain things with uh, Section 230. Um, mm-hmm. So there's something called the Earn It Act, and I oh, think yeah. that was that's recent in the mm-hmm. Biden administration. Mm-hmm. Um, it would remove 230 Section 230 protections that, to companies that don't follow best practices pr- to protect kids, and they don't have those mm-hmm. written out yet. Right, um, and that's not law at this point. Mm-hmm. Then there's FOSTA SESTA, F O S T A S E S T A. I don't know what those stand for, mm-hmm. um, but. It was designed to prevent online child sex trafficking. Mm, So it would remove Section 230 protections from sites that promote sex work. And this would be like OnlyFans. Oh, yeah. Um, So sex workers were using this to sort of reach their fans um, Mm -hmm. in a way that was safer for them, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So if you get rid of that, then they... It's argued that sex work has to go back out into the streets or wherever, and, and it might be a lot less safe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and the critics say um, that it doesn't seem to have ever been used to protect a child. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah so yeah. they, they mm-hmm. have these these laws, and they're trying to sort of, from all the research I did and from what I kind of heard uh, from Kaya as well, is it seems to be that this there's this balance between a right to privacy right. and a right to speech. Mm-hmm. And hasn't it always been that way? Yeah. I mean, it's like, always a pull, you know, right. and that that's kind of what this boils down to and how, how do we, can we mm-hmm. do both? Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't find the answer. I don't, <laughs> no, I don't, there is not an answer. No, there I is not know. an answer. And, and because I, you know, I think we all are, you know, mm-hmm. supporters of free speech. Um, right. You know, f- Calling somebody names on the internet, stuff like that, that that should be allowed, I think. I mean, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Posting, you know, your stupid opinions, whatever, that should be allowed. Mm-hmm. Doxing somebody and mm-hmm. blasting these videos of these sex acts to their bosses and mm-hmm. potential bosses family and family members. members and church members. Uh, yeah. That that's a, that's crossing a line, but I don't uh-huh. know. I mean, is that free speech? That's not free speech. Mm-hmm. What yeah. are you What are you trying to say with that? What mm-hmm. do you think, Josie? You got a You got a face. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's I don't know. I guess they could argue it's it's content that you can manipulate and do what you want with, and that's part of the freedom. Whew. I don't know. Man, I don't know. Yeah, but you know, in in the situations, particularly the a number of the situations that that Carrie Goldberg is talking about here, 
this was not consensual uh, videotaping. This right. was not without coercion. Uh-uh. That crosses another line. Right. And just because you made the film doesn't mean that the person who was in the film um, consented to that. Right. And and yet you you have the freedom to throw that up online on every porn site, and there are hundreds, yeah. thousands. Uh, you have the freedom to throw that up there because you made the film? No, I, I, I think that's crossed a line yeah. Yeah. as is, well. Is there copyright maybe that could... Oh, yeah, she talks about copyright. Who has the copyright? Well, it's the person who made the image, whatever it is. Not the person in the person. No. Yeah. Um, Well, so in in doing their little research and stuff, there was Mm -hmm. um, an article in the New Statesman, and I could put this in the newsletter too. Um, And so they were talking about revenge porn and those revenge porn websites and that one fella, I can't remember his name, that got sent to prison. Oh, yeah. Um, Mm. Yeah. Kind of a pig, and I guess like I agree with they all are. <laughs> I agree with Carrier. Her name um, there was appropriate. I mean, yeah, I agree <laughs> with the names. I just bleepity, in bleepity. the book. It was um, mm-hmm. so you can't like a peeping tom. You know, you can't go yeah. and peek inside someone's window and right. watch them undress, mm-hmm. watch them take a shower, watch them have sex. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't have a hotel where you have a little hole, right? Watching mm-hmm. these things, yeah. right? That's illegal. That's yeah. illegal because mm-hmm. you're, you know, you're, you're. They're not consenting to your physical act of watching them. Right. So how does that make it any different? That's a great point. When it's mm-hmm. online, you're going to that site because you know it is not consensual. Right. It's revenge. Yes. That's what they. It's. it's that's why it's fun for them. Mm-hmm. Right. It's this act of, of aggression and belittling of this female, usually mm-hmm. females, yeah. typically. Um. So how how is that different? Just because it's online. Mm-hmm. Why is that not illegal? Right. That's a good point. I don't know. Yeah. Seems like the same thing to me. That seems what needs yeah. to get sorted out. Yeah. And, and yeah, the, the other uh, point that grabbed my attention, too, was uh, her, um, her discussion of where that Section 230 of the CDA came from. And uh, she uh, explained that uh, there was a court case against a person, and this goes way back probably to the early 90s, who had yeah. posted something uh, that was derogatory toward a uh, a legal company, a, a, a lawyer firm, and uh, they they fought back, and they they actually uh, won the case. Although they went out of business afterwards, because it was true that they were defrauding. That you know, every liar, every, every lawyer there was a liar. <laughs> huh. back every liar is a lawyer. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, every lawyer in the place. This is what the person posted has 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 got to lie. That's part of their job. And so it was, you know, it was defamatory. And the, the legal firm went after them, and they actually won. But what got sorted out with that um, that case was uh, saying that a um, there's a difference between a publisher like and a, newspaper. a website. There's mm-hmm. a difference between putting something in print in, in a newspaper and posting it online. What we need to do, I think, is sort out what is this thing that is not publishing, and yet uh, people can use it to put out uh, defamatory information where everybody can read it. And what do you what do you call a social media platform? And what rules do you hold them accountable to? I mean, if you can't even make them. uh, hold themselves accountable for the things they promise you in the yeah. terms of service, which is something yeah. the uh, the author points out. They don't even keep their word on what they tell you they're going to do in offering you some way to uh, counteract 
this kind of activity? Let's say if someone posts a nude photo of you, what kind of recourse do you have uh, on whatever platform it is? And and yet these companies don't even seem to stick to their own word. No, they There's don't. no legal pressure on them to behave. Yeah. No. And so they don't. Because they're afraid to squelch. Free speech. Free speech. Innovation. Oh, yeah. You know, a company... They might not want to launch this new social media site if they're going to be yelled at. If they're scared that they're going to get every time somebody says something. And it's Mm -hmm. what it all boils down to: what money? Um, Probably money. Probably, (laughs) yeah, no doubt. Yeah, money. Big, big portion business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The more people that come to their sites, the more traffic they get, the more money they get. Mm -hmm. So the more interesting, crazy things they have on their site, Mm -hmm. the more they push the envelope. The traffic, Mm -hmm. the more Mm -hmm. traffic. The money. Yeah. It's kind of rigged. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh, so um, I found, so talking about revenge porn, um, so there's no federal law, first of all, which mm-hmm. I feel like there, I, I, I can't recall if something has gone to the Supreme Court, if the Supreme Court has ever sort of stepped in on what, what you know, what mm-hmm. Section 230, mm-hmm. what is this? I mean, mm-hmm. I know that other courts have yeah. because of that um, uh, grinder case. Yes. Mm-hmm. But has it ever? It needs. To, I think it maybe needs to go to the Supreme uh-huh. Court. I, I mean, think you're right. Have they defined what revenge porn is? Yeah. Well, I mean, what's revenge yeah? Porn? I think so. Okay. So, mm-hmm. 2004, New Jersey was the first state to enact an anti-revenge porn law. Right. I don't know what the law says, but mm-hmm. 2015 that was a watershed year because many tech companies, including Pornhub, self police police themselves and said, Started at least, um, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. we're not going to allow non-consensual sexual images on our sites. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's big of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then 2019, five states that had no laws against revenge porn. There are five states. Um, Colorado's not one of them. Okay. Hmm. We do have a re- revenge porn law. Mm-hmm. And uh, as of 2021, Massachusetts and South Carolina are the only states now who don't have a law against wow. revenge porn. That's good. That's progress. So that's progress. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, kicking and screaming, yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That seems that way. Yeah. So the law and the legal system around all of these things is what what you guys wanted to explore more of. Yeah. I mean, how long have we had the internet? I mean, I remember being at home, you know, at 15, 16 and getting on AOL chat rooms. Right. Uh And immediately there were pervs. Oh, yes. Immediately, yes. you know, you know, you put your age, gender and location, you know how you did all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but there was some sort of I, I remember being like, oh, my gosh, you know, there was a little bit of a freedom there that uh-huh. I could be anybody I wanted uh-huh. and say anything uh-huh. I wanted. Yeah. Because this, you know, you're anonymous, you're anonymous. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I yeah, I don't know when the Internet started. <laughs> I shouldn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you should, like we? the internet that you, that, <laughs> the that, web, yeah, the web, nineties, early nineties, yes. when you yes. know we, ha- I mean, and I think it was around like since the sixties, but we didn't have access to it. They were right. those giant, those right. pictures of those giant, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and so it's at least been like what do we think twenty years? Yeah, twenty five, thirty, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And we can't. Nope. Nope. We still can't. We're still arguing about this. Mm-hmm. We're still mm-hmm. talking about Facebook and Instagram and and their culpability mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. We have 75-year-old people making our laws who don't understand the internet. That's exactly what the author is. I mean, I guess that sounds rude, but I think that really is an issue. They don't understand what it is. They don't understand. And they're so cut off from the real world. But don't they have, like, interns and stuff that read? I mean, I don't think they 
Do you think they do their own research? No, 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 no. But you think they'd have like children that are like, oh my well, gosh, this happened to me even. online. Yes. And yes. they'd be worried they about that stuff. Yeah. Old yeah. donors that, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I can't believe we haven't, you know, you know why? Address the issue. You know why? Yeah. And I'm going to bring this up. We talked about this earlier. Mm. I suspect it is because of somewhat victim blaming. Mm. I think it doesn't really light a fire under them because they're like, well, maybe you shouldn't be sending your picture of yourself to mm-hmm. your boyfriend mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Which I have to admit, you guys, I struggled a little bit with myself mm. um, reading this book. And I, I'm not proud of it. Um, and I don't know how to not do it. Mm. But some of these stories I wanted to reach into the book and be like, why would you do this? Why yes. your behavior is putting yes. you in a dangerous situation? Yeah. Why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. And then I feel like a jerk because, you know, I'm victim blaming. And that's exactly what you should not be doing. Right. Yeah. But how do you stop? I, I, I think that's a very human response yeah. to, to mm-hmm. what, what we're reading. That, that these are <laughs> gut-wrenching, horrible stories. Horrible. And yet, yeah. And yet you, you, you can always, well, maybe you should have. Or what if you had? Or, mm-hmm. you know, don't, don't, don't. Is that eternalized, like misogamy on my part i mean what is that uh wow i mm, i think it's I, a pretty easy it that's easy to do i guess yes. say well if you never did this in the first place we wouldn't be in this situation mm-hmm. um but i think we have to do harder work i mean I guess, I'm, too. yes yeah yes like i don't know how I guess the first step was admitting that that's kind of my was my reaction to some it, of these stories. Not just yeah. yours, Devin. And, and realizing <laughs> not that just yours, yeah. it wasn't, yes, it I wasn't with that. the right reaction, but mm-hmm. maybe don't send a picture of yourself naked to somebody you've known four months. Yeah. I, yeah. And then it's like I have to cover my mouth and be like, maybe, you know, that's a crappy thing for No, me. I think I, I don't think mm. you're blaming. I don't think you're mm-hmm. saying you deserve what happened. No, to you. I no, absolutely. That's anyway. way different from blaming. Not absolutely. But you yeah. but you are As saying you deserve it. We really need to talk to young people. Yes. And say, you know, this... Boys and girls. This is dangerous. Yes. This can be really dangerous. Yes. And yes, yes. things could happen that you never really anticipated. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and here's the legal ramifications, mm-hmm. too. Because right. until these laws change, you know, someone who's passing nude pictures of herself to her boyfriend technically is uh, sending pornography to an underage right. person. Right. So, yeah, there's legal ramifications mm-hmm. here, too, that... that that kids have to understand. Now, yeah. victim blaming was what they did to those those young girls in the New York City schools. Yes, yes. that's victim Good blaming. God, Absolutely, yes. those yes. principals, yes, and vice principals. You know, what yeah. did you do? Yeah. And and you know that that's victim blaming. Okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. One, you yeah, know, being concerned that oh, we just you know, gosh, don't do that. You know. Yeah. That's so dangerous. Yeah. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. ladies, if you're listening, don't ever leave your drink unattended with somebody yes. you don't know. Please. <laughs> Just <laughs> oh stop gosh. doing that. Yeah. Because you know that she was drugged. She was, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that last story. The author. Mm-hmm. The author, yeah. yeah. Yes. The conclusion is, is what Another. difficult. I mean, gosh, yes. Yes. Hideous. Hideous. situation. Yes. Yes. What a freak. Mm. Yeah. The doctor, right? <laughs> yeah. No, God. I wonder what he's doing to other people. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's out there. Mm-hmm. Still out there. And that makes her point. That, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're out there. They're they know in they can get all away different professions. And yes, exactly. And I'm, I'm kind of, I guess I'm kind of old fashioned. And maybe this is um, sex negative instead of sex positive. But I, sure, people are free to look at porn and make porn. But it, I think it absolutely promotes violence oh, against yes. women. Yeah. And, she, you know, she said 90% of the most watched videos of porn involve 
violence. Ninety mm-hmm. percent. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. The numbers that she were th- what she was throwing out was just yeah. jaw dropping. So, mm-hmm. people, young people, old people, anybody mm-hmm. is watching this mm-hmm. and thinking, okay, and 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 girls mm-hmm. who know what guys are watching think mm-hmm. I have to act like mm-hmm. this. Yeah. I have to like to be choked. Mm-hmm. It's, I it's, have to like to be, you know, <laughs> it, it's my bad. ass sutured. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yes, <laughs> I think it allows that this is, this is, okay. oh, it does. It this does. Is good and stuff it, to do. And yeah. it's both for the men and the women. I mean, the men think, Oh, my body parts should look like this guy's mm-hmm. and you know, yeah, my, my partner's body there. parts should look like mm-hmm. this and I should be able to perform like this. Mm-hmm. When what you don't realize is that these are movies just like action movies, yes. you know, it's diehard porn version. Mm-hmm. They've got editing, they've got lighting, they've got directing, some of it's just, cuts, they've got actors, right. rape. Yeah. Oh, and some of it's and straight up rape. Just, yeah. Uh-huh. That that girl, Filmed violations. that one girl yeah. that went yeah. to the the mall and got in that room, and they yeah. pretty much raped her. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, just yeah, it's yeah, it's it's, it's a hard book to read, guys. Yes, it is. Next uh, question. Next yes. question. <laughs> I think we're ready for another one. <laughs> okay. What were your impressions on the author's style? Did you find the book easy to read or a slog? And you know, we kind of touched on that already. Mm-hmm. That part of her delivery was a little bit off-putting, at least for me. Me too. And, um, and yet, I, I think she had, uh, she had a way of putting things that helped explain the legal rigmarole uh, that she's battling against in, in defending her clients. And, um, and that was very helpful because, you know, when you descend into legalese, it, it can be a real tough slog. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in that sense, the book was easy to read, uh, her, her style and her pacing in terms of telling the stories of herself and her, her clients was, uh, yeah, I mean, it moved forward. It, 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 she never bogged down there. Yeah. So I would say the style was, it was warm. It was also take no prisoners like the New York times book review said, um, she was both. And, uh, and I think that that might speak to that, that kind of, um, she wants to be a badass and yeah. she wants to be a warrior and she yeah. wants to encourage her, her, uh, clients to be warriors in this battle for justice. And, uh, so that set kind of a, hmm, a, a little bit edgier tone yeah. to the book. Yeah. She's, she's got an edgy vibe. I, mm-hmm. I watched, um, she mentions, a. a a documentary called Net Netizens, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and you can rent it on Amazon Prime. You can get it, uh, stream it from HBO Max, and I think Barb, you said Loveland Public Library has a disc. Somebody's got it around here, and yeah. I don't know how they did. Yeah, we <laughs> we tried to, to purchase be, this, but yeah. we, we couldn't get a hold Mostly of it. Available um, but she's she's in it, mm-hmm. and she's she you know like she says she wears stilettos. Yeah. Um, and she's got. She wears a lot of leather. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's mm-hmm. she's got she's got an edgy vibe to yeah. her, right? But there's one scene when you first see Carrie. She's getting ready to go um, to work, and she's she's very covered. Um, she's got sunglasses on. She's got a cap sort of pulled down. She's got mm-hmm. a coat, kind of a bigger coat, mm-hmm. and it may just have been it was cold, right? Um, but mm-hmm. it felt like she's undercover hiding. Yeah, yeah you know. I don't know. And I, you know, I wonder if she gets, she's got to get a lot of harassment. Oh, oh yeah. Are you kidding mm-hmm. me? Beyond this mm-hmm. crazy ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just anybody mm-hmm. who read this book, any of these trolls or yeah. troll oh, yeah. mobs, that's terrifying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this was, that was a great documentary. It, it was oh, really. I'll have, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Yes. It was good. I would love to see that. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. Her style, I, I would say, I agree with you, Barb. It's definitely a page turner. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, obviously the topic matter is hard to read, but it was. I mean, I kept. I was interested. I kept mm-hmm. wanting to read the next page. Mm-hmm. Um, she she kind of came off. I don't want to say a man hater, but she's just sick of men. I, just sick of men. Yeah, you know, there's a few that. out there that are good, mm-hmm. but she's basically like the majority bad. of them suck. <laughs> And I hate, and I hate that she feels that way because mm-hmm. that's sad. Um, because we all know men are wonderful, and you know we all probably have wonderful men in our lives, and men right. are not like that. And they were, you know, one of our male colleagues um, was going to be on this podcast with us. Read this book, and he said he couldn't even he couldn't even t- take it. It was disturbed him so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there, there are there are a lot of good guys out there, um, mm-hmm. but she did kind of come off as a I'm just sick of men. Mm-hmm. I just I hate yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> Which I can't really blame she's, her. She's dealt with yeah, so many. Yeah, if you read the conclusion of the book, I yeah. like, <laughs> Of all the information presented in this book, what has stayed with you the most? Well, it wasn't really the information, I guess, that was presented. Mm. It was how I reacted to it. Mm. Um, and, you know, we spoke about me struggling, trying not to victim blame. Mm-hmm. And I think that I kind of always viewed myself as a not a victim blamer. And, you know, right. yeah. And then I found myself kind of doing that. Um, so that is something I'm going to work on. I think on myself, mm-hmm. that's, that's what stuck with me the most. It's like, I didn't like that about myself. Mm-hmm. Cool. I, I think, uh, the thing that stuck with me, well, obviously when I got into that section two thirty part and, and, uh, yeah, she's talking about, uh, a piece of legislation that's got some serious flaws, but, but the phrase that kept coming back to me was unintended consequences that, that the yeah. legislators, you know, likely in good faith, drew up the the Communications Decency Act, and yet it's had the complete opposite effect. It yeah. is, you know, trapped children in sex trafficking. It it's is disappointing. It has uh, shamed women. It has destroyed lives. Um, and something's got to be done about it. And uh, I guess that's what stuck with me the most. Yeah. What can we do about this? We We as information professionals have that interest in uh you know protecting people's freedom mm-hmm, to express themselves but also that right to privacy mm-hmm. and like you were saying earlier Josie there's there's this balancing act and um it seems imperative right now that uh at the highest levels at the federal level mm-hmm. we we need to deal with this now mm-hmm. and and come up with laws that actually can be enforced yeah. and rein this stuff in and also uh you know protect the innocent because right. It's really pretty egregious what she's written about here, and something does need to be done. Yeah, I think the the stories that stayed the most with me um, were the stories about about those those young girls in in middle school in the school. In yeah, um, good lord, yes. And she talked about Title Nine. Mm-hmm. Um, she mentioned in two thousand seven, uh, CU was sued oh, uh, for right. sexual assault mm-hmm. uh, by the football team. And so you ended up paying $3 million. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you think of the, the Brock Turner, Gosh. you know, that swimmer who... Yeah, I read that chick's memoir. Raped mm-hmm. that woman by the dumpster and, you know, we don't want to ruin his life. And and and, and just the amount of, of, yeah, just misogyny and... Um, it's unfair. Unfairness mm-hmm. to females and women and young girls. And it happens to men, too. It you does. Know? Right. It does. That Matthew, um, right yes. here. I can't remember yeah. his last name. but mm-hmm. The yeah. grinder guy? That, yes. yes. Yeah, his mean, story was horrifying. His story was horrific. Yes. Poor yes. guy. But just, and to, and to girls of color mostly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because they don't have 
they may not have advocates. They don't. Yeah. They mm-hmm. may not have parents who understand yeah. how to fumble mm-hmm. around this legal crap. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And they're they're just considered, you know, slutty yeah. mm-hmm. from the get go. And yeah, it's like and, they're denied a childhood. Yeah, some exactly. innocence yeah. Exactly. growing up. And, and and I wrote down, I why are we still so bad at this? Yeah. After all that has happened, mm-hmm. why are we still so bad? I mean, there we got Weinstein, Weinstein, oh yeah, and Cosby, yeah, both walking free, yeah, 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 both exactly. walking free, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, that blows my mind. Right. Yeah, he's out. Weinstein is out on a hundred million or a million dollar bail or something, and just mm. walking free. It's wrong. Yeah. It is wrong. Why are we so bad at it? Yeah. Why can't we protect those who need to be protected? Well, and, mm-hmm. and this book wasn't all just about sex and porn it was about i mean mm-hmm. they talked about doxing people doxing people's children mm-hmm. right and you know making them terrified to go to school changing mm-hmm. schools um you know the whole alex jones and the sandy hook killing all that yep. misinformation mm-hmm. that i mean that has got to stop right the, the blatant this is absolutely not true pizzagate was absolutely not true right that stuff is to me uh, is that freedom of speech yeah that's, is that yeah. I, I don't know it, it's crossed the line. Ooh, something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they self-impose um, some, the, the Jewish attorney that was, what was the story? Mm. Jewish real estate agent. Okay. Oh, and yes. they superimposed. Richard Spencer's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A Nazi or a. Or Mom a, or something. Yeah. yeah. A, a gun mm-hmm. target on her like 10 year old son. Yeah. Right. It's like, yeah. what? Targeting the family. Yeah. 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 And yeah, all the. Yeah, and it's a and it's a anonymity thing. Mm-hmm. It's a group mm-hmm. thing. That, they're talking mm-hmm. about the mob, mentality. the group pile on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. those troll mobs are terrifying. That yep. is scary mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I just you know why do we suck at this? Why are we still so crummy at this? I mean, it's almost like okay, society, you lost your privilege <laughs> being on the internet. <laughs> yeah, We're you, taking you it away for <laughs> right. five years until you can behave. Be responsible. That's it. I mean, it's we like, have to put some limits on it. That's that's yeah. it. It can't be the wild west anymore. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, so I just want the readers to know that this is not all about sex. It's mostly about revenge sex and yeah. terrible, terrible sexploitation. But there is mm-hmm. other things in this book that... Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Right. Like, I, I guess the the um, the most hopeful thing about it to me was her stories of, of how, you know, even when there were setbacks in some of these cases where, you know, they didn't win the initial mm-hmm. uh, takedown try, mm-hmm. um the uh, the clients seem to uh, gain this sense of oh no I'm not backing down at this yes. point mm-hmm. we're yes. going to continue to yes. fight this until we win and uh, so that that's that's kind of empowering that is empowering and that's how you prevent people from committing suicide right I right mean, you know give them giving, a sense of giving them control a, control mm-hmm. back over what happens mm-hmm. to me but it mm-hmm. seems like it, it seems like you're just running in place you are because it's it's the uh-huh. internet and it's yep. It's eternal, almost. You, you take mm-hmm. down one video, and then... And then yeah, like yeah, that one girl, right? More. Alice, was that her yeah, name? Yes. To, her parents had to pay, like, $100,000. And she was going to start a new job, mm-hmm. and the day before or something, she gets this email. Her boss gets this email. Do you know what you're... Yeah. The person oh, you hired. Your, you know, I mean, it's just like... been doing, yeah. And, and, and in netizens, there was this woman, Tina Rainey, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, her ex had posted things about her past mm-hmm. onto the internet, mm-hmm. and it it really affected her job prospects mm-hmm. it did. Oh, because she would be tech, you know, Googled yeah. and these things about her would be the first things that were up. Oh, jeez! And why is her you life that? and her job prospects okay to mess up, but not Brock Turner's? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I, yeah. And and you know they she she had a really hard time with with finding work. And one guy was like, "Why what is why do you let it bother you?" Whatever. You know that's not true. All these things that say about it. And she goes, "You're right." You know, socially, I've I've come to a point where, you know, I try not to let that bother me. She, mm-hmm. But she goes, "Financially and my my career, it's destroyed." Yeah. Yes. Because this always gets brought back up. This always gets mm-hmm. brought back up. It never goes away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. I mean, that's just got to feel fight. hopeless. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Hopeless. Yeah. And when you're freaking 17, 16, yeah. you can't deal with that kind of yeah. Yeah. pain. You can't imagine doing that for the rest of your life. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, these parents, they have to create an environment in their home where their kid feels safe to come talk to them. Because mm. there were a few stories where the one lady had to marry her stalker because she was so afraid of him sending, you know, photos to her super religious family. Mm. It's right. like, you should be able to, that's, you should be able to go to your parents and say, this is what's happening to me. Mm-hmm. You know, instead she was afraid to talk to them. Right. That's, and the author's own father, you know? Yes. I mean, yeah. she was being slapped on the butt mm-hmm. by all the workers that I guess he was the boss of mm. and she wanted to quit and he would let her and yeah. she was too afraid to tell him why. Yeah. And so she has to tough it out. So mm-hmm. she got an eating disorder and had all these problems that stemmed mm. from that. So, Awful yeah. relationships. According, according, <laughs> Gosh, yes. Yeah. It's just like people don't get <sighs> so comfortable and attached to people so quickly. Mm-hmm. But you know, you, you know, Barb and I were talking, you know, when you're 15 and it's your first love, you know, you think you're going to be together forever. Yeah. And, you know, when he asks for pictures, you want to make him happy. And mm-hmm. you don't think anything. And he promises and he promises. Yeah. I remember being for that age. Mm-hmm. I did some really stupid stuff for yeah. boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it seems like the ramifications of the stupid things are They're not a lot the same. bigger. They're not yeah. the same. Yeah, yeah. I love bigger you, now. Thank you goodness there was no cameras. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. You lose control of that image yeah. or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. And it gets shared around and shared around. And yeah. And as a mother of, of boys, you, you we're all mothers of boys. We are. We are. You know, and, and God, you're just like, oh. <laughs> you know, discuss porn and discuss consent. Yeah. Consent and Constantly. coercion, too. And yes. Explain yes. what coercion is. And, and these how kids you that, you know, send around that. these pictures yeah. of that poor girl getting gang banged and oh, mm-hmm. the mentally. Disabled girl in the hallway. Well, that girl, yeah, that, that, that one too. Macy. <laughs> there were too many stories. Yeah, and just yeah. Mm-hmm. my God, would would my kid stand up to that? Would my kids, you know, you know, yeah, peer oh. pressure mm-hmm. and wanting to go along with the crowd so and awful. not be singled mm-hmm. out. Yeah, that's powerful when you're a teenager. And I think yeah, as adults, right. we forget that. Mm-hmm. We forget. And it's so much worse than when we were kids. So much worse. I believe it. It really is. I believe it. I do. Just to wrap up the questions here. <laughs> What did you Google while reading this book? Uh, <laughs> I did not did Google Pornhub. No, I'm just you did not Google Pornhub. I've never okay. been on a pornographic website in my life. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with them as long as they're all consenting, but I just, oh, not my yeah. thing. Yeah. I like to read yeah. my porn. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. <laughs> I mean, porn itself is not the devil, as long as everybody's consenting and, mm. you know, everything compensated for. She talks for. about how different the, uh, the the porn industry was. Jenna Jameson and Stormy Daniels. They, there you go. Yeah, they were doing Two it right. pioneers, uh, women in, in the industry who were just about to kind of uh, turn the whole conversation around. Uh-huh. If women got into the industry and started making porn, what 
more quality. What? Yeah, more yeah. more stories. Yeah, for crying out loud. Stormy Daniels um, that was cracking up. She was romance. like, she made romantic porn. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, I, I haven't seen her her handiwork. But, I have not either. <laughs> but um, yeah, there might have been a whole different <sighs> turn to the industry. But then, of course, the internet comes along, it's and and a, a group of. Uh, what did she call them, frat bros or something, yeah. got together and, and figured out, well, you know, we could do this YouTube on the cheap porn. and, yeah, throw it up online. And, and they really changed. They did. They gutted the industry, they basically. Did. Okay, so here's my here's my issue. Okay. Yes. So, you know, you say porn's fine with consenting people. Yeah, okay. okay um, now, if a woman wants to be slapped and choked during sex and she's consented to this, mm. okay, but... This is viewed, mm-hmm. and this becomes normalized to the person. You who have views a good point. It. Yeah, you and absolutely have a good point. Right. Not everybody wants to be slapped That's and right. choked mm-hmm. during sex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a there was an article in the Washington Post or the New York Times, and it kind of caused a stir because she's saying, you know, we need a a different sexual ethic beyond just consent. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. what are we promoting? Right. Mm-hmm. And sure, you know, people have their 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 fantasies, they can do whatever they want, but mm-hmm. do they, it sets a tone it when does. it's mm-hmm. broadcast. Well, yeah. and it's when these young yeah. children get their hands on it and they think, oh, this is how adults have sex. Okay. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you're right. I mean, you can't, the porn itself and the making of the porn, and if you want to be slapped, sure, whatever. It's, the problem lies in who has access to that. Right. If only adults who wanted to watch this and knew what they were watching and knew that mm-hmm. the adults in the films were consenting, I would be 1,000% okay with that. Yeah. My, the issue to me is you lose control. Right. And it gets out to a 17-year-old that's, that's boy. That's where that communication. That's where you do it. The yeah. Act yeah. came from. There were legislators yeah. who thought, oh, if kids get their hands on yeah. this stuff, it's going to be awful. And, and they were so, right. <laughs> and they were right. <laughs> Fancy well, that. Even but when adults get their hands on it, yeah, it turns awful. It can have pretty awful ramifications. But, uh, yeah. Unintended consequences. Yeah. I Googled all the, like, characters, I guess, quote, unquote, in the mm-hmm. in the story. Um, mm-hmm. You know, she talks about the grinder guy. I looked up their story and read a little bit. So that's what I Googled. Oh, okay. I just kind of mm-hmm. delved mm-hmm. into the, you know, news articles. and I did a lot of free speech. and You did, yeah. yeah. Free speech and the internet. Because mm. it's a broad, mm-hmm. broad topic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess yeah. I'm just a perv. <laughs> You're not a perv. <laughs> it's okay to be a perv as long as you act... Okay, okay. I, I had to, to uh, I had to Google some of her terminology because you know there's a lot of even even with her great descriptions uh, you know breaking down the the legal terminology I I, I had to look yeah. up a few terms there uh, terms for sex I tell you I, I must be Victorian or something <laughs> there were a few terms and well. I was totally. Totally. Uh, oh, in now the you're enlightened. On, don't you feel better? I yeah. feel better. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I know a lot more now anyway. Uh, but yeah, there, there were terms there. And, and I also looked up Title IX mm-hmm. uh, because I hadn't realized, you know, I always think of it in conjunction with women's sports. Right. Me too. Mm-hmm. But it was actually much broader it than was. that. Yep. And mm-hmm. so I learned some there. Because so. the assault, sexual assault and harassment, if it impacts their education, will access. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it was, yeah, about access to... To women in sports, but right. it's yeah. moved now to access to education. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You did do some research. I did yes. research. I'm a librarian. Yeah, there you go. It's in the blood. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I also went to Carrie's uh, her site, I her, did too. her law firm, I did too, yeah. and uh, got a little bit of 
background about her and her her firm and and the, the good work they're still doing. Yeah, I tweeted great. her and said that we were reviewing her book. And oh, she said, did. oh, that's cool or something. Oh, really? yeah, I was like, oh, <laughs> I feel kind of famous. Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> I think I think we're going to have, if you haven't subscribed to the newsletter before, mm-hmm. I think you should yeah. for this mm-hmm. one because it's going to have a ton. We have a ton of information to share. Yes, we At do. At least I <laughs> yeah, yes. good, good, good. <laughs> have a lot of links and further reading to important share. Important topic that we mm-hmm. need to shine the light on. We need to get exactly. out in the open. We need to not be And that's what that's what Kaya said, the author that we mm-hmm. interviewed. She said, you know, mm-hmm. you're doing an important thing with this podcast. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so too. So yeah, let's let's listen to let's listen to what Kaya had to say. Hello, Josie. Hi Kaya. Can you hear me? I can. Can you hear me all right? Yeah. Thank you so much for talking with me. And um could you please start? by telling us about the events you recount in your book. Um, Sure. It's my pleasure to be here. Thank you. Um, When I was 23 years old, shortly after I graduated from college, it was the year I married my high school sweetheart, a young man who'd been a college classmate of mine suddenly appeared at our door. Um, When I... When he knocked and I opened it and saw him, I barely recognized him. He had changed. He wasn't the person I'd known. Um, and he was wild-eyed and appeared furious. Mm-hmm. Then through the screen door, he demanded that I let him in and go with him. And I was completely thrown by this. We never had a relationship. Mm-hmm. So I was stunned and terrified, and I gripped the door latch and told him to leave, but he didn't. Then suddenly his face turned a deep, dark crimson color from the blood rushing through to his face, and I saw his muscles bunch up like he was preparing to push his way in, but I was frozen in fear. Um, Then suddenly my husband rushed to my side, slammed the solid door shut, Mm -hmm. and locked it. And that seemed to pull the trigger. We heard the screen door fly open and bang against the wall. Then an explosion of fists pounded the door, and he was shouting at the top of his lungs. So we pressed our hands against the door and leaned hard into it, trying to hold it together in one piece and keep it shut. Finally, I found the presence of mind to call the police, Then I ran back and yelled through the door that the police were on their way. Gradually, the racket subsided and stopped, and he fled before the police arrived. And that was the beginning of a 30-year-long saga of trying to live my life while being terrorized by this violent, delusional stalker and fighting through the criminal justice system for safety and justice. But uh, 18 years into my ordeal, there was a turning point when I began seeing my counselor, Mary. And while my case was ongoing, my work with her literally changed me. And so it changed my experience. And that's what compelled me to write Trial by Fire. I wanted to share the life-changing wisdom that I gained while working with her. That's amazing. Um, so what do you think of the state of victim rights today? Do you think they've improved 
or stayed pretty much the same? Well, uh, they definitely improved. <laughs> so there were there were none when my case started. It uh-huh. began in 1979, and victim rights. Uh, the the federal government um, first enacted the Federal Victim Rights Act in 1984. Five years later, but uh-huh. I didn't see anything related to that. And then in 19, I think it was uh, 94. About 10 years later. Colorado enacted its own Victim Rights Act, which was stronger. The the Federal Victim Rights Act, in my opinion, is loosely worded and generally weak, um, Mm -hmm. but our state and probably some others have enacted their own Victim Rights Acts that are stronger and they continue to be revised and improved. But one thing I wanted to clarify is that the term victim rights specifically refers to the rights that crime victims have as a case is being prosecuted. Things like what what information they can have and when they can be heard and present in court. And um, I I haven't read Nobody's Victim, so I'm I'm a little behind the eight ball here, but (laughs) I I believe that Goldberg's work generally involves protecting people's broader right to privacy and specifically sexual privacy. Yeah, you'd be right with that. Mm -hmm. So I would say that uh, to protect our privacy and address cyber and other crimes, the laws dealing with those specific crimes really need to be changed or written and enacted. For instance, when we began overhauling Colorado's stocking the first issue, and I think this comes up in, uh, and is what Ms. Goldberg is dealing with a lot, the first issue that came up um, was the need to balance the stalker's right to free speech yeah. and the crime victim's right to privacy. And that bowled me over when I heard that. I couldn't imagine that stalking someone in any form could be considered free speech. And I kept going back to the basic like our rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And the right to life has been defined as the right not to be killed, injured, or abused. And the pursuit of happiness is free from the interference of others. Mm -hmm. But in the end, when we were revising the law, we did have to balance free speech and privacy to ensure that the law wasn't revoked and overturned. So the new stocking law was passed in... 1995, and finally, in 2005, when the defense attorney in my case made the same argument about protecting the defendant's right right to free speech for the umpteenth time, the trial judge finally said, it's not the speech that's punished, it's the conduct that's punished. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the crux of it. It's the criminal conduct. Because we know in our gut that what these perpetrators are doing is abhorrent and that they have to be stopped and have to be held accountable. We just need our laws to catch up. And um, going back to the rights of crime victims, I will say that most of the rights listed in Colorado's Victim Rights Act are very specific. You can, there are boxes you can check, like what info can the victim have and when. 
But in my experience, the most significant one is the right to be treated with fairness, dignity, and respect. And I think it's the most specific precisely because it isn't narrowly defined. So to uphold this right forces us to step back, get out of our heads, and take in the big picture. Is this person being treated fairly? To determine that, we have to engage the heart. And in my opinion, that's what's needed to change and prosecute these laws. We have to look at the big picture, engage our hearts, and write the law. So what advice would you give a person who's experiencing this kind of, of stalking, either in person or online or both? Um, and it does have, it does involve both a lot of times. Um, of course, if you're in immediate danger, always call 911. Uh -huh. Even if you think you are but you're not sure, call 911. Um, report every contact to the police. And I suggest that people ask to have one officer take charge of their case. Okay. That made a huge difference for me. Um, I would say save every bit of evidence you can, letters, emails, screenshots, broken doors, whatever, or at least pictures of broken doors. Okay. And um, finally, I would say keep a written record of every contact, including the details of what had happened, the date and time, police case numbers, court case numbers, names uh -huh. of police and prosecutors, anything at all that might be important in the future. Um, I have done this in a spreadsheet format, and it's been tremendously helpful in the prosecution of my cases. Um, and last, uh, my website, uh, kayaanderson.com, has some links to good information and resources for, for victims of crime. You should, can also search uh, national, uh, there are national and site by state. If you just search uh -huh. help for victims, help for victims, you can get the information pretty quickly. It's, it's out there now. There was nothing like that when my case began, right. but it's very helpful. Yeah, we'll, we'll link to that in our program notes and in our newsletter so people can see that. Um, yeah, and I, I would encourage everybody to read Kaya's book. Um, we have, actually, I did find the copy that I thought was missing, so that's great news. <laughs> so we're going to have three copies in our in our collection that you guys can, um, can check out and read. Um, and Kaya, thank you so much for this information and for your story and for sharing with us. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you. It's been my pleasure. Take care. <laughs> you too. Well, thank you, Devin and Josie, for a wonderful discussion of Nobody's Victim by Carrie Goldberg. And if you, listener, or someone you know is dealing with online harassment, stalking, or sexual assault, we've listed resources in our program notes where you can get advice, support, and information you need to stay safe and fight back. Mm-hmm. Our pick for next month's episode is Crying in H Mart, a memoir by Michelle Zauner. In this exquisite story of family, food, grief, and endurance, Michelle Zauner proves herself far more than a dazzling singer, songwriter, and guitarist of Japanese breakfast fame. 
With humor and heart, she tells of growing up the only Asian-American kid at her school in Eugene, Oregon, of struggling with her mother's particular high expectations of her, of a painful adolescence, of treasured months uh, spent in her grandmother's tiny apartment in Seoul, where she and her mother would bond late at night over heaping plates of food. Sounds yummy. Crying in H Mart is available in regular and large print from the library and in ebook and e audiobook formats from the Front Range Downloadable Library. So read the book and join the conversation. See our podcast notes for details on how to share your thoughts, comments, or questions. We would love to hear from you. And thanks for listening to Book Chatter, the book club for busy people.